<laughs> Hi, Jacob. And it, that was Jacob's Woo! face. So, hey, welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils live show. I am Brittany Boyer, your host. Joined with me is Shane Diefenbach, my co-host, and Marcus Williams. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm amazing. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. Um, Shane, how are you doing? It's good. It's, it's, uh, it's, as we were talking about before the show, the weather doesn't really know what it's doing yet. Um, I will always complain when I'm in the studio. It is so cold, and I I keep wearing shorts because I want to beat the beat the damn air conditioning. But it always beats me. I'm freezing right now. That's why he's um, always bundled up in his yeah stuff. So don't make fun of me if I'm wearing sweats my all the time. But yeah, it's it, it, other than that, it's it's been good. Uh, good weekend. Uh, ready to attack homecoming week in full yeah. force. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Well, it, this is the first episode of our homecoming spooktacular week of sorts because it's a week long of live shows. Um, it's the perfect time to get back in touch with a number of Sun Devils, which is why we started with Marcus. He played for the 96 team that went to the Rose Bowl, you know, still very much in touch with ASU Athletics, being that you just got a job there. So we're so happy to have you on. Um, you want to go ahead and talk a little bit about your time, you know, when you played for Arizona State. I know you were a punter. You earned a Pac-10 uh, first team honors when you were there. You were a local kid, graduated from McClintock. So you know, tell us a little bit about your ASU journey and your story. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, so was here ninety three to ninety eight. So part of Coach Snyder, one at a time mm-hmm. motto. Um, it tra- transferred, uh, not not transferred, but made the transition from high school in Tempe to ASU. So it was it was a, a no brainer for me. I had opportunities to take a lot of different recruiting trips: uh, Penn State, Colorado, um, UCLA. I canceled a couple because you were only allowed five at the time, but mm-hmm. but ASU has always been near and dear. Just being a local kid right down the road, mom still lives off a of rule in Southern. So if I ever need a, a lunch break, I, I go home. Oh my mm-hmm. God, that's awesome. Yeah, no. So it was definitely surreal. surreal. Um, the the whole experience, I think, was is the best descriptor for it because the the teammates, the brothers that you meet throughout that time, um, is, is you can't, you can't put a price on it for sure. Um, as you stated earlier, still maintain a lot of contacts, um, with throughout the five years, through all those teammates, not just specifically the 96 team. Mm-hmm. Um, that year I, I was primarily a kickoff guy. Um, I had some health issues the last, you know, part of the end of the year, um, that kind of limited some playing time. But again, the relationships, uh, that, that you encounter through those times, I think a lot of those relationships stem from camp T. Mm-hmm. You know, I was you know fortunate to, to stay up there 50 plus days. I think Coach Snyder had a, a magic button to whenever uh, we had practice. It was always um, sunshiny, <laughs> no, no, no rain. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, when it was meeting time or sleep time, it was raining. So it was, it was always an insider joke in that regard with the, those teammates. Yeah. But I think a big thing, too, is that just a lot of student athletes that spend their time at ASU, they love Arizona so much. You know, if it's not the weather. It's just the relationships that they have or the connections that they maintain. Mm-hmm. So I've been fortunate being a local kid coming from you know, pretty much the Tempe area mm-hmm. and then staying local. And then a lot of a lot of my teammates have either been a part of Sun Devil Athletics through either professional development, that, uh, alumni connection, or they're in coaching realm. They're in high school coaching or they're doing something privately. So being local is always a natural fit. And then my previous occupation was was always a good connector for that. So let's just get this out of the way right now. Being a good punter, are you also a good golfer? 
<laughs> um, no, <laughs> I, I, I mentally I'm, I'm a, a good golfer, but I'm not there yet. And I always get razzed by a lot of friends uh-huh. saying, why are you so bad <laughs> at golf? And I'm like, I'm trying to get better, but aren't, aren't kickers supposed to be good at golf? I'm like, I thought so too, yeah. you know, so I have good days and bad days, but, uh, I'll, I'll uh, definitely spend a lot of time trying to, to own that craft. Definitely. Love it. So, you know, you talked a lot about being a local kid and how much it meant to you to have this opportunity. You canceled some of those visits and, uh, you know, just the relationships that you've made throughout the years and how much it means to you to have them. When you were younger, did you have any of those uh, relationship models that were on display with some of the coaches at McClintock? Or, um, you know, what was it like for you getting to grow up so close to Arizona State University and be a kid during that 86 Rose Bowl? What was what was that like for you? Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a great question. Um, I would say specifically, I my coaches at McClintock, uh, mentors after college, um, professionally definitely helped. So Doc Zinke is the first one that rings a bell. He was a old time basketball coach at McClintock, and you know he he taught me how to to push myself to the nth degree. I was a younger. Um, player on varsity and sometimes it wasn't always easy so he coached me hard mm-hmm. you know a lot, a lot of times it might have uh, been emotional yeah uh, on my end just because of how hard I was coached but I definitely appreciated that in the long run um, when I was done with ASU and then a lot of coaches at ASU I mean Donnie Henderson who's there now you know I reflected back to you know just recently when he um, got rehired on to, 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 to do the corners or the safeties in that regard um, just wanted to tell him thank you for, for how he treated a lot of the incoming freshmen because he was kind of the main contact over uh, our study hall and mm-hmm. grades and maintenance. And he coached you hard too, but at the end of the day, we always knew that he loved us and he wanted the best out of us. And I made sure I said, hey, thank you. If I didn't have that, I wouldn't. I don't think I would be back here you know, serving ASU if I didn't have that type of leadership. Mm-hmm. Going back to some other, um, at least one other mentor is Dan Serrano. Um, he was a principal. I know him very well. You know Dan, yeah. He's, he's a great person. He's amazing. Actually, his um, son Tanner, I call him Lalo, he's one of the, our video guys at okay. ASU right now. Um, but uh, he was very influential because as I was done with ASU, trying to kick a football in the league, bouncing around, I was his security guard. <laughs> and I was, you know, when I was, tr- was, was pretty much done, I was like, say, how do you, how do you, how did you get to where you were at? Because he was a athletic director, was transitioning to a principal, and he's kind of kind of paved his path for me. I got into special education, taught at Marcus Deniza, and he said, "Then you got to go get your another master's in uh, at leadership, and you know do the principalship courses and all of that. And when there's an opportunity to to get a job or earn a job, um, be flexible, move, et cetera, and just kind of follow that path. So I've always been intentional in that regard. But it's with my friendship with him and just really admiring what he did and always knowing that I want to be a part of athletics definitely helped at least that professional path. So I would say Doc Zanke and Dan Serrano were too influential. For sure. Um, I used to go up to Camp T all the time. Um, and there, it's just such a cool environment down there. Do you, you touched on it a little, a little bit, but do you have a favorite story or memory from your time there? Yeah, there's, there's definitely several. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go over a couple, but like one of them is just, just being freshman, like the stories that you can come up with or that you that you just create and memories that you create with your teammates, um, not necessarily the practice time, but in 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 the the cabins, you know, we had a trailer as a fresh as freshman. And it was like a 
a comedy central uh fest every night everybody's mm -hmm. tired minus the kickers yeah. again we had the the luxury of not practicing you know two or three times a day where we're trying to knock each other's heads off yeah. but uh um just the stories and you know you might be bagging on one another or, or whatnot and but again that that connection was everlasting um throughout the five years i was there um another story is again going back to the leadership component and the commitment component um, about the one at a time kind of enduring and embracing your brothers coach snyder was always an advocate of saying hey you gotta you gotta take the bullet meaning that if you mess up mm -hmm. um, you gotta take accountability for that um old days in camp t there used to be like a, a kitchen bell you know try and go hey come and get it it was uh, on a flagpole right next to the practice field mm -hmm. and he's like you don't have to be here you know if you don't want to be here it's it's we get it it, it takes a certain type of athlete of what we're trying to do and the goal we're trying to get at um, so if you would like to leave just during practice time, have your bags packed, start ringing that bell, and then a GA will come get you and take you down the hill and you'll be done. It happened one time in five years. Wow. And it was a, it was a memorable moment. I mean, for it sure. took golf for that individual to do so, but you see all the, you know, the, the teammates when it actually happened saying, wait, is that the bell? Like, is that wow. really happening right now? <laughs> so there were some choice words yeah. by some of the guys and coach blew the whistle, say, hey, get, get back, you know, on the field and practice. So it was. There's so many. There's so For many. Sure. Um, one other one I'll sh you know, share upon is uh, we had a rookie, not rookie um, initiation, if you will, but we had rookie talent show. Yeah. Oh. So we're, yeah. And that was amazing. The, I believe the gentleman upstairs, Mr. Juan Roque, I mean, he was a, a target um, <laughs> numerous times. Um, yeah. He mentioned that. Yeah. On, I think our very first show we did on launch day was the rookie <laughs> initiation day and how fun those can be. Yeah. And everything was, everything was open coaches, players, seniors, et cetera. And you had to work with a whole bunch of different position groups, you know, all the newcomers did. And it was cool. It was, it was a good yours? bonding time. Pardon me. Do you remember what your talent was? Uh, yeah, I'm not, it's not, I don't know if it's good for air right now, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a good time. I love it. Love it. Um, well, you know, you got to play through some of the highs and some of the lows, you know, um, I know they, they did at sometimes struggle to fill this, the stadium entirely, uh, prior to that 96 season. Um, but then you also got to play there during some of the, the best years that ASU football has had in in decades so what is that like for you when you reflect on it now at this point in your life to see those vast differences and like what you got to be a part of love the question and um i i'm I, i'm big into meditation big into living in the present moment living in the here and now and i think a lot of student athletes a lot of professionals anybody can kind of relate to is that especially as a student athlete i had a lot of great moments, but mm -hmm. I never lived in the present moment all the time. I think some individuals do and they get it. I think Pat, you know, Tillman being one of them, like he, he, you know, beat to his own drum. He was, he was kind of that guy who, mm -hmm. who just took, had a different lens on things. So as I reflect back going 25 years, 24 years since from a student athlete to a professional, I try to live in the present moment every single opportunity that I can. Um, so I wish I was more present back then, even though we had so many good memories. Um, but I always try to tell the student athletes that uh, I interact with daily, if it's the track program or the football program or whatnot, whoever I have an opportunity to speak to is saying, Hey, you're a, an elite division one athlete at Arizona state university. I was one too. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I, if I had to do it all over again, I would be more present. That's in the classroom asking. Yeah. 
uh, if it's in the classroom, asking your professors more questions, connecting with uh, people that just surrounded ASU, getting to know your administrators better, just just being present and saying, man, this is the coolest thing. I do it today. Um, I've done it every single day on this job because I want to be intentional when I did it is park on the top floor of the South Stadium structure, mm-hmm. which was structure five back when I used to park in back in 96, 97. I had to walk across the same street, but I pause before I go to work every day and I take a deep breath. I look at you know the beautiful Sun Devil Stadium. I'm like, this is awesome. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get after it today. And I and and I, and I again I kind of go into your you know question, Brittany, is like a, a lot of great moments, got a lot of great reflection. You wish you can just tell everybody just say, hey, this is it. This is so cool. You're never gonna get this moment again. And mm-hmm. it's and it's hard, you know, for yeah. a young student athlete to truly, you know, com- comprehend that, if mm-hmm. you will. For sure. They will eventually. Yeah. But again, I, I'll say it to the nth degree, every opportunity that I can just try to be present, live in this moment and just enjoy it. Do you think it's even harder now? I mean, so much has obviously changed, especially in the college realm um, in the past 20 years with, you know, NIL deals and everything kind of moving faster. Do you think it's harder now for these uh, student athletes to live in the present or is it just kind of that mentality of being a college athlete that's hard to do? I, I think it's coupled. I yeah. think exactly what you just stated. I mean, um, this little device that we have, mm-hmm. you know, when, when 9-11 happened, there's 24-7 news. You know, we had, uh, you know, these, these students, athletes don't know what, do not not, not yeah. <laughs> know what this device is. And having pretty much a supercomputer super at their hands or, you know, based off of, you know, again, we are too off of likes and off, off, off the glamorous points in your life. and. Sure. So a lot of student athletes don't have to deal with a lot of adversity. Um, and when you get to a power five D one you know, university where you're competing against the best of the best, you're going to have some type of adversity. Mm-hmm. So trying to focus, you're always looking at for your next thing. When's my next class? When's my next lift? When's my next study hall? What's the next thing I have to do? Oh, finally I get to sleep or I can hang out or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Um, it is so challenging and especially with the whole name, image and likeness yep. piece. Because that's a whole new thing that you know, we, we, we would always say, oh, that would have been cool. But, well, now it's here. And that's a ever-changing, wild, wild west world, which, you know, it, it really hasn't truly been defined yet. It's, it's evolving yeah. every single day. So, yes, that definite, definite, a lot of, lot of things that our student-athletes today have to deal with that weren't there, especially back when I was playing. Now, you've mentioned your two mentors that really have helped you a lot, but you also have talked a lot about Bruce Snyder, his mentality of one at a time, um, what you took away from Camp T. Is there any one um, impactful piece of coaching advice you were ever given that you've been able to take and carry with you throughout the rest of your life and everything that you do? Um, well, I think I think he had he had a lot of different sayings, a lot of different quotes, mantras, etc. Um, I, I think it takes, you know, in essence, it takes a village, if you will, as far as the team and everybody buying in. We had some amazing leaders throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we would always, you know, you know, I care about my teammates. I will hustle. I'll display courage. I'll know what to do. Your four that, pillars. Yeah, those are four pillars, and. That resonates to everything, you know, that you do. You care about your coworkers. You know, mm-hmm. You're going to know what you, your task is, you know, et cetera. You're, you know, even in, in our own professions today, you have to display courage. If it's coming on the radio and speaking about your life or if it's uh, getting in, you know, speaking in front of other administrators about a certain initiative, 
um, you have to you have to display courage, getting comfortable being uncomfortable. A lot of the times, um, I always go back to the whole one at a time. You know, just yeah, hey, just one day at a time. Every day is a new day. You get to you get to open it up and figure out what you want to do with it, and then you got another day the next day. But just again, going back to being present. Um, you know, take the bullet. You know, I've I've had my fair share of uh, mess ups in life. You know, do this thing we call life, and uh, I took the bullet many times. You know, know your role. Mm-hmm. We used to have a saying. Uh, I mean, it wasn't even really a saying. It's kind of like a, a a joke, if you will. But there was a lot of you know seriousness to it. It's like just know what to do. Like equipment managers, equipment. You know, yep. you know, coaches coach. Star in your role. Players play. Administrators administrate. And they all work together in some shape or form, but understand what your job is and try to get everybody better in that within that role. Um, I think that's definitely resonate. But honestly, I was listening to um, Joe, Joe Healy's uh, Sparky's Tailgate and, mm-hmm. and Vince, Amy, you know, a good close buddy of mine. He he kind of he, he made a connection to like just brotherhood that we have because. If there's any a time that I was, if I was down or out and I needed somebody, I could reach out to my teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, and likewise, they could always reach out to me. I mean, um, always, always felt that connection, that, that just the security, just knowing who you're going to get, mm-hmm. um, yeah. that, that loyalty, um, being able to speak open and honestly. I mean, I still hear today. I mean, I'm excited about this upcoming weekend because there's some guys I haven't seen in, you know, a couple decades. Right. And there's some guys I, I saw last week. Yeah. You know, kind of depending <laughs> on who they are so or, or, you know, texted, you know, a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, I would say just the overall intentional approach of doing something every year, but they all you know carried the same theme is to care about your teammates and to be accountable. So speaking of, you know, knowing what you do, starring in your role, can you touch on what you do right now as the associate AD and why you came back to ASU? Yeah, yeah. Great question. Great question. So uh, I currently am. I'm an uh, associate athletic director. So I'm a a primary sport admin for track and field. Mm -hmm. I'm a secondary sport admin for football. I do uh, the drug policy. I do student conduct. I do high school alumni connections. And I'm the, the main one of the main contacts for NIL. Um, when I took the job and I think over the past several years, I've probably longer than that, ever since I got an administration, I always wanted to get back to the university that served me as a student athlete because I, I, I love the maroon and gold. And even though my path is not of norm, you know, going mm-hmm. from the high school to the, the, the co- collegiate rank, especially at ASU, uh, I felt that there's a lot of similarities in that. I mean, I loved, um, my past employer, Channel Unified, and um, opened up Williamsfield and taught special education at Marcos Niza. Um, but in those, those relationships that I made there, but again, I think it was always kind of like a calling of me to say, hey, I'm going to do what I can professionally at this level. And if the opportunity ever presented itself, which it did, um, I'm going to go back to ASU. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a little nerve wracking, you know, because again, it's a completely foreign world. I felt that I had a good niche. In Chandler Unified, I, you know, was, you know, kind of up in the ranks in that regard and was in conversations for maybe some AI roles in, in the future. But again, you know, my heart was always you know, with with ASU and trying to serve the university that served me. And to be honest with you, I mean, it, it was it, it was it was probably one of the best professional def- decisions I've made because I'm enjoying it completely. There's so much to learn um, and it's home. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 the coolest thing ever. I mean, I can't really describe it in words how 
know, taking that deep breath on top of the the structure, man. Like, man, this is the coolest thing yeah. ever. People say I live, I'm living the dream. I'm like, no, I'm really living my professional dream. I love that. So then, yeah. how surreal was it for you to walk back into work on your first day, um, on the opposite end, instead of being a student athlete, but being, um, you know, an actual employee of the university? Very surreal. I mean, there's there's some similarities because uh, the elevator uh, up yeah. uh, up on the it's the same elevator, same smell. Uh, so that was you know it's again kind of an inside joke, but it's the same wood paneling and everything. Um, a lot of familiar faces. I mean, I was a, a teammate with with Gene Boyd mm-hmm. uh, for a year, and then uh, he came back obviously through the the um, GA realm and et cetera. Obviously worked 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 his way up to being a you know deputy AD. Mm-hmm. But then Mike Chismar over facilities, Doug 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 Tamro and yeah. Mark Brand and uh, Mike Mark Zimmer, um, Rich Winter. I mean, there's so there's so much familiarity there to where it was like, man, this is home. This is like. How did 25 years go by so fast? And yeah. then I'm trying to speak to as many athletes as I can, just like saying, enjoy this moment because, again, I get a redo, but professionally. And I'm just, again, just trying to make sure I I, I am present and I can c- communicate that because I do mm-hmm. have that connection. There's very few. We just hired um, through a Sun Devil Club, uh, Bo Moose. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's another awesome connection. I mean, there's myself, there's Gene Boyd. There's Kevin Minifield and then the Bo Moose, who had direct, you know, playing ties with mm-hmm. ASU football, which is, I think, is powerful. I mean, there's a lot of other uh, administrators, um, people that work that have either played or went to school at ASU. And again, it's the whole Sun, Sun Devil for Life mantra. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't have to go to ASU to be a Sun Devil for Life, but again, it's always cool to to kind of have those connections and those memories. What's it like with the NIL stuff being that main contact? Can you just describe <laughs> kind of what that's like? Because it's new for everybody, not just yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's the wild, wild west. I mean, it it is. I completely get it. I, I understand. I mean, you know, student student athletes need to have that financial freedom um, if they desire. Um, do I think sometimes can it be a distraction? Absolutely. Um, is there a lot of is there is there a lot of things that student athletes need to be mindful of? Absolutely, um, I keep on trying to let student athletes know like you're a business mm-hmm. now. Okay, you understand that that two hundred dollar a month gift certificate at the four different places that you mm-hmm. have that's taxable income. You know, make sure you're you're going through these courses that we have. Make sure you're getting some financial literacy. Who is reading that contract for you? Are you making sure that you're signing off on something that you as a company are able to, mm-hmm. you know, fulfill? Um, so that's honestly been the biggest pulse check for me because, again, we're, you know, as an institute, not supposed to navigate, not supposed to facilitate any deals yeah. or anything. But our job is to educate and put education in front of them. And that's ever growing as we speak to it. Um, but it is the wild, wild west. I mean, we have our own policy. You, know, you have to stay away from certain things. Um, you know, you have to disclose everything that you're doing. You know, there's sometimes I'm on Twitter and I'm like picking up the phone a little bit later saying, Hey, make sure you disclose, mm-hmm. you know, cause I don't see anything in it. Um, but it's exciting to see where it's going. Um, I, I do see maybe across the board, some more uniformity because it came out so fast I mean, mm-hmm. across either federally or PAC 12 or NCAA. But again, it's, it's ever changing. It looked different July one than it does now, which is going to look different. January one. Yeah. So again, it's it's continuously evolving, evolving, um, and then the Austin deal too is very dotted line connected to it. 
with uh, academic achievement, which is another thing that's, you know, in play as well. For sure. Yeah. Now, you mentioned that you also have a role working uh, doing alumni relations mm-hmm. with high schools. Um, um, yeah, both uh, for the for the sports program, specifically football and track and field, mm-hmm. and then um, high school connections. Okay. Yeah. So your main goal is to work on developing those high school connections and working to kind of establish more of a relationship with the school's programs and the the surrounding local high school programs. Correct, correct. And that's okay. the and that's the conundrum in and of itself because of NCAA bylaw. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, quiet periods, dead periods, evaluation periods, et cetera. So it's trying to work with our compliance department and seeing what we can do. Um, if it's offer a space for them to you know, have a meeting and then give them a tour. Uh, but again, in accordance to those guidelines, you know, I felt as, you know, as a, as a site AD, um, as a district AD, I mean, I think it's so valuable to have a connection with your surrounding community. I mean, you going back to the true devils and, you know, staying true and all those types mm-hmm. of things. I mean, you know, I, I stay true, you know, um, I do think there's value, especially with, with in, in this, in the atmosphere today, I mean, kids, I won't say kids, but student athletes are so connected to family mm-hmm. and it's hard to uproot and to go, you know, X amount of miles away from where you live. And especially when you have everything right here in your home state and there's phenomenal um, administrators, phenomenal athletes, et cetera, that again, are all kind of interconnected. So whatever is permissible, um, that's, that's what I'm looking to do. Um, offer an opportunity for ASU to be more present in the community, more present where they can be. So, yeah, I mean, that's, again, I, I have a, a natural feeling with that as well because the last mm-hmm. 21 years I spent in the high school space. So I still yeah. have, I believe, wonderful connections um, and know the, the pulse a little bit better than, than most, um, at, least coming, at least who's been in this space because that's all I've known. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, looking to, I'm looking forward to seeing how we can connect better. Definitely. Well, Can I piggyback uh, off yeah, that before it. you ask whatever you were going to ask? <laughs> so um, I also had just wrote a story um, that is it's actually an ongoing series. It's looking at uh, why Arizona State is kind of sort of looked at as a sleeping giant and what the fans can do um, in terms of doing their part to help that and help change that type of mindset. And part of that comes down to uh, getting people out into the stands, getting people at the games. And, you know, when I was talking to people about this story, one of the things that they said that they would like to see ASU do more of is work more with some of the younger athletes in the community. So I'm assuming that that is a goal that Arizona State does have in mind with these more recent hirings, especially with Bo Moose. You know, you were brought on earlier in the spring. Um, I don't know if you can speak to that at all, if that's something that's a goal for you guys but yeah and i I can only speak to uh my time there so since Mm -hmm. since february i mean i think it's always a goal to to see where you can fit um as as far as how you can reach the community because again there is a lot of bylaws Mm -hmm. you know and again when recruitment comes in and when they think or not when they think when there's permissible or non-permissible times i mean it's it's vast I mean, it, it is vast. There's a lot of things yeah. that I, I really wanted to do, but we just can't. Um, you know, getting fans in the stands is important. We do have a lot of K-12, you know, connections that you'll you'll see at games and opportunities as such. Uh, but whenever you're dealing with a, a student athlete or a potential student athlete, there's there's certain channels that you must you know you know abide by, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, you know, be, having it, being at Arizona State, it's it's it's, it's a definite 
um, we're in a, a huge market. I mean, everywhere you look, there's yeah. a professional sports team. Um, we are ever growing our new our new multi-purpose arena, uh, which I'm pretty certain you've heard about. Yeah, I've it's seen it. It's looking oh, awesome. It is going Super up. Excited for yeah, it. That's that's a game changer with with hockey, with gymnastics, mm-hmm. with wrestling. Trying to get that open ice from pretty much 5 a.m. to 12 a.m. every day, and um, you know, reaching out to the community, the whole new Novus corridor, and you know, the things that come um, in the future. That's going to present more opportunities for. ASU, Sun Devil Stadium, the facilities be more uh, utilized as far as a community piece. So more going back to the what their original view for ASU 365 was before COVID kind of hit yep. and put a damper on everything. Agreed. Okay. 100%. 100%. And um, there's things that there's things that we can do. I mean, there's things that you can navigate. It's being intentional. Um, I think it's, you know, part of I mean, one of the, one of our strategic plan is, you know, as far as our culture and social impact uh, pillar is that, you know, how can we best serve serve our community? You know, if it's Tempe, if it's Chandler, if it's out outside, how how can we be a conduit? If it's being present at an event, if it's um, working some things through our events coordinator, um, through a community event like either a, a game mm-hmm. or, or throughout the vast majority of our sports, how can we stay connected? Uh, is it a um, education uh, regarding NIL or regarding what it becomes to become a, a student athlete. And one thing I really liked doing when I was at the site, I always reached out to Gene um, and said, hey, how can we get ASU to Perry or to Williamsfield and speak about, you know, the do's and don'ts or what to look for or what academic standards or what. And those things are still available. We have mm-hmm. a great administrator named Alonzo Jones. He's uh, an associate as well. He helps me out with track and does so many things with our champ life program um he's a phenomenal speaker he's he's, he's been out and again all permissible yeah. he's been out to you know junior highs already and, and is speaking about champ life and about student athletes and um, what it takes to become um, an elite student athlete academically and athletically so there's so many things to do it's just a matter of uh having space getting getting out of this covid space in this covid world and yeah you know trying to get more normalcy back definitely well before we let you go let's get to Right now, let's talk ASU football. Um, What is the game plan like when you're preparing for a team that has just fired their coach, like Washington State, and you're going up against an interim coach? Is it basically the same? Is the game plan still set for what was expected before the firing? Or is it just kind of who knows what's going to happen? Like, What's the preparation going to look like in this coming week? Well, going back to what we were saying, you know, stay in your lane. Coaches, mm-hmm. coach, administrators, administrate, players, play, et cetera. I'm not gonna, you know, speak for our amazing coaching staff, yeah. but but I think their overall sense and every single single facet is do do your job, do what you need to do, stay mm-hmm. focused. Kind of going back to the one at a time piece. I mean, um, the the certain losses that happen out there and the what's on the table right now. I mean, it's, we're we're. Slated to still do a lot of damage. I mm-hmm. think the team that's out there, or I know the team that's out there, hasn't really scratched the entire surface of For what sure. they're capable of. Um, it's there. You know, I think you got to stay focused on the goal hand, which is this weekend, mm-hmm. and taking care of that that business. Practicing with intent every day. Our coaches are out there. Um, you know, challenging our, our student athletes. Uh, focused on discipline. Focused on being accountable. All those things that it takes to win. Um, the X's and O's, they're the, they're the masters in, those, in that craft. But again, you got to focus on what we can do. And I think if uh, the coaching staff, the team does what they need to do, I mean, it's going to be a positive end result. 
Uh, but it goes back to, you know, doing things one at a time and understanding that this is this is our goal. Here's our practice that we have to do. Then the next practice in game time, you know, do your job. For sure. Well, going back to that one at a time, you know, that was what Snyder said to you guys. And Herm has really kind of uh, taken that mentality, not knowing that it was Snyder's that he had for that team. And he kind of had the team give their own twist to it and, and make it personal. You know, they, they opened up about that when they played UCLA and how some of those guys um, really did have a chip on their shoulder going into that game because they grew up wanting to play there, never got offered, got overlooked, their offer got pulled, whatever it may have been. Um, but they were able to take uh, that one-at-a-time mentality and make it their own for whatever game. Um, do you think that that's beneficial? And uh, what do you think that that – has to do with uh, helping this team continue to move forward and succeed like your team did when they had that mantra. Coach Edwards is a master motivator. I mean, the, the, coach, the coaches are definite professionals in their field. Uh, I think they, the coaches know how to best motivate their student-athletes, mm-hmm. 100%. And what worked for a team 25 years ago, um, I think the vernacular is the same, but you got to change it for today's student athlete. And I think that's real. I mean, that whole U- UCLA example that you gave, I mean, there's a huge Cali tie to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there is, you know, a little more family, you know, there, there's friends there, there's bragging rights there. And, and, you know, those student athletes are embracing what it is to be a Sun Devil. And in terms of being, you know, going through adversity, we're going a little bit through adversity right now. Every great team goes through that. Uh, coaches have the task of refocusing our student athletes, saying, "Hey, that's done. We got this game on the table, and we get to take care of this game when we go to the next." So, mm-hmm. I think I definitely, you know, see that resonation, that connection. But you got to connect it to today's student athlete and what they see every day. I mean, they're they're the best who know their student athletes, but ultimately. The students need to get uh, student athletes need, need are the ones who do the work on the field. Yeah, right. They mm-hmm. they got to come and play. You know, coaches are going to prepare them. They're going to get them ready, but they got to go out there and play. And they got to want it. Um, again, I, I I think all around there's been a great focused uh, focus on that regard. You know, getting it done one at a time and, and putting your best effort on that field. Definitely. Do you see any similarities in this team from years past um, at all? Um, it's hard. It's hard yeah. to really say that. Um, you know, it's especially from my, my seat. I mean, it's, it's not in the weeds every single day as a lot of our football staff and, and coaches do. Uh, do I see similarities as far as, you know, elite athletes, uh, ability to do wonderful, great things? Absolutely. Um, we had, you know, two little, you know, you know, stumps or bumps in the road, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But again, that's not going to, my opinion, that's not going to be the descriptor of the season. Um, so greatness is there. Again, it's just kind of going back to that one that one at a time piece. Um, talent is there. Coaching is there. I mean, all the pieces are there. Again, it's just it's just moving forward positively, being accountable, and 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 making no excuses, getting it done. There's there's no excuses. It's just just getting the job done and moving forward the way we know how we can do. For sure. Now, before we let you go, we're on this last uh, topic. We have a video from Herm's press conference today, um, and it's talking about the game against Utah, how they've been working on moving forward and uh, looking forward to Washington State and a little bit of what to expect. So we're going to play that, and then uh, we'll talk to you a little bit about what your expectations are and what you're looking forward to seeing from the Sun Devils in this game.
basically when you look at the south and the north, um, I said it earlier in the season, before the season started, I said no one's gone undefeated in conference play, and that just holds true again this year. No one's gone undefeated. Everybody's got a loss. It's kind of interesting, and I think going forward, when you look at both sides of it, whether you're in the south or the north, there's three or four teams that still, when you look at the conference schedule, have a shot, and that's what makes it so interesting in the Pac-12 play, is that everyone has an outside shot if you won some games, and we happen to be one of those teams. So I think that's the exciting part of it. Now there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, we play a good Washington State football team. Uh, they went through a little bit of a, uh, a situation last week with their coach, uh, the staff that, uh, that was uh, part of that staff had been let go. Uh, some assistant coaches that were on that staff took over and did a fabulous job, along with the players, really playing good football. And uh, they're a 4-4 football team, and uh, a lot of experience on this team, a lot of experience on both sides of the ball. Uh, they got a big, powerful offensive line, a strong-arm quarterback. Uh, they have two really good runners. Uh, they have great contact balance. Wide receivers are, are nifty, and they have some length outside. Defensively, they're very active they do. Um, they have a really, they have an outstanding secondary that plays a lot of man-to-man -man coverage. Uh, linebackers that run from sideline to sideline. So they're much improved. They're, they're very much improved. Defense don't give up a lot of points. Averaging about 25 points a game, I believe it is. Uh, get after the quarterback. So they do a lot of good things. Uh, and uh, this is a game that obviously both teams need. Uh, you got to keep winning in the Pac-12 because running out of time, you start running out of games. And we know we have five games left, and this is an important game for us as well as for them. They know that this is an important game, but obviously there's a little bit more excitement that goes into this game because it is homecoming. So um, what are you the most excited for? It's a day game, blackout, homecoming. You know, um, they're going to be hopefully having some players back like Johnny Wilson. What What's the biggest thing for you? <clears throat> Getting it done on the field. I mean, it's. I, I'll go back to a story which I've known. I know both of you have heard before. It was uh, before the Nebraska game. Mm -hmm. We were in the hotel room. This is my lens, right? Um, we were in the hotel room. We we're in a, a team room, team meeting, and our senior leaders kicked all the coaches out. I think it's Derek Smith that um, resonated a lot, but a lot of our leaders basically came up or stood up and basically said, hey, we're going to win this game. If, you, if you're not committed to winning this game, leave. And a lot of individual players stood up. There's a lot of emotion. Motion. There was uh, chairs thrown and, you know, whiteboards mm -hmm. hit and all of that. But everything that left that room was just love and connection and understanding that we weren't going to lose that game. Minus the whole world pretty much – thinking that we're going to lose or knowing that we're going yeah. to lose minus the stands where it's pretty much red, you know, thinking that we're going to lose. But I'll tell you what, everybody who was a part of that team knew that we were going to win, who was in that room knew what we we're going to, that we we're going to win. And that's going to help me answer this question. I mean, the athletes need to, you know, bond together, um, have each other's back, um, understand where they're at and understand that where they still can go. And it all starts, as Coach said, it all starts with, with this week, take care of that business, and then move on to the next because opportunity's there. The moment's there. Are you going to seize it or not? Mm -hmm. um, you you got you to you do the work on the field. And, and I know the coaching staff uh, will get them prepared. I know Coach uh, Edwards is, is going to get them prepared physically and mentally. 
Um, they're going to be motivated for that game, and I'm excited for I'm excited for uh, the alumni to come back, and to, even though it's been 25 years, um, to to connect and to to smell the smells that they they used to smell whenever I. I, I give a lot of tours, right? Yeah. Just because I love it so much, and I love reconnecting with my teammates. And whenever we go to certain areas, oh, man, there's that smell. You well, know? you gave the 1970 Peach Bowl team a tour, did you not? Or 71? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and they were they were like a kid in the candy store. Mm -hmm. it, was, yeah. it was it was so cool. They were taking pictures. I had come on, guys, we got to keep going. <laughs> but anyways, just the same difference. I mean, yeah. it's just it's something that's it's we're always going to be connected to. It's always going to be a big part of our lives. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm confident that the end result, both from an alumni standpoint and from a, a Sun Devil football standpoint, is going to be victorious. And it's just going to be a, a great homecoming event, um, you know, through in and throughout. For sure. Well, uh, anything else from you? Did you know that they also were going to carry the goalpost down the street if you guys won? <laughs> Hey, that would be or was amazing. that just like an added bonus? Hey, to that, that would that would be amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> so, well, that's all we have for you. Thank you so much for joining us, Marcus. Everyone who is tuning in, make sure you join us tomorrow. We will have Rodney Cox and DJ Foster, who both played at Arizona State, joining us. It's going to be an exciting episode. So make sure you tune in three thirty. We'll see you then. Later. Before we get out of here, Sun Devils fans, I just wanted to remind you guys that this episode of the PHNX Sun Devils podcast is brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook this week. When you sign up using code PHNX, you can get $200 in free bets if you bet just $5 on any NFL game and they win, or any NFL team, and they win that game. You get those $200 in free bets. Um, they got that nice same-game parlays, got some promotions, got some specials. That app is safe, it's secure, it's reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw cash whenever you want had a pretty rough week this weekend betting but um you know it, it's it's always fun to it's always just fun to use uh throw around some cash on the DraftKings sportsbook app so if you want to throw around some cash as well download it use that promo code phnx bet just five dollars on any nfl team to win their game and if they do you get two hundred dollars in free bets this week only at DraftKings sportsbook that's 21 plus arizona only gambling problem call 1-800 next step new customers only eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details and you can't see me right now but I'm wearing my Manscaped shirt. It is so comfortable. I had I, I slept in my Manscaped boxers last night. They're very breathable. Brittany, can you tell the people about Manscaped? Yeah, make sure you go over to manscaped.com. Use the code PHNX and you will get 20% off plus free shipping on anything that you buy. I know that blood goes with Halloween, but nobody likes blood from shaving. It hurts. It's not fun. It's not fun. It, it gets all over mix. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so make sure you go over to Manscaped. They're going to get you cleaned up nice, fresh, it's going to be a smooth shave. It's not going to hurt. It's not going to be painful. And it's not going to be bloody like Halloween. Yeah. And again, you can't see me, but you can probably hear my scruffiness. Scruffy beard going on. Um, so I, I, I'm probably going to go home and use my uh, my nice uh, performance package 4.0. That includes the lawnmower 4.0. It's fantastic. It's smooth. As we said, no, no cuts on you. So go ahead and go over to manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free, free shipping when you use that promo code PHNX. That's manscaped.com. Use promo code PHNX. Get 20% off and free shipping.